This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Collick, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions too, and so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast. So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. Because you've already been through this experience, um, you'll probably have like a personal opinion, but maybe you can also apply. Who, me? (laughs) Never. Um, So the question is, uh, what can you do if the assailant is already inside your home? Maybe it's a situation where you come home and the door's been broken into, or maybe you hear somebody... um, Maybe it's someone you see like lurking in your building stairwell or something, but what, you know, what steps would you advise? I mean, obviously every situation is different, but maybe there are some things to, some immediate actions to take in in the event that someone's basically already invaded your space or your property. If you come home and you see that your door has been broken into, or you see someone moving around, then turn around and leave immediately. Don't don't stick around. You don't need to engage with that. That's what law enforcement is for. Law enforcement is not everybody's friend, I understand. And that may not be the people that you're able to call. Um, but you are able to leave. So leave. So if you can leave, leave. Yeah, That's if it. you yeah. can leave, leave. You know, yeah. the first rule of self-defense, run. Right. So that's it. Run. If the law enforcement is not your friend because of what you do for a living or the color of your skin or whatever it is, um, they don't seem to be much of anybody's friends these days, then don't call them. That's fine. But call somebody that you trust um, and don't go back until you know that that person is gone. However... Um, if that's not a possibility for you, one of the things that we tend to forget about our own living spaces is that we know them better than anybody else. You know where all the exits are. You know where all the windows are. You know where all the closets are. We don't want to focus too much on saving our stuff because who cares? All your stuff can be replaced. You can't. You're the one who's precious. You're the one that needs to be taken care of. So again, don't fight, escape if you can. And you're going to know where those escapes are better than anyone else. I think we often feel, I mean, it's really similar to if somebody invades your space if in public, for example, we feel like, you know, oh my God, what do I do? But you know, you know your body, you know what you can do. You know your home. You know where everything is. Please do not go get knives unless you know how to use a knife. And I don't mean to cut a steak. (laughs) Don't use weapons unless you know how to use them because they will be used against you. That's good advice. I mean, I think there is this, um, it's kind of like what you see in the movies, right? Someone hears a noise and then they go to the kitchen and they grab a knife. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Well, to be honest, when I was attacked, that was a thought that went through my head. 
You know, if I can just get to the kitchen and get to the knives. Now, in retrospect, I think, well, thank God that didn't happen because that knife would have been taken away from me immediately. Or used against you. It absolutely would have been used against me. I don't have a question in my mind about that. Now, in Pretty Deadly, in our third level, we do teach, um, we teach people how to use a knife for defense. I wonder if I should not say that on the radio. Oh, well. Well, we're not on the radio. We're on a podcast. So whatever. <laughs> we can say whatever we want. Um, the, the, but we do use that. We also teach how to defend against a knife because you don't know, but I don't believe in teaching people how to defend against a weapon if you don't know how to use it yourself. Right. Cause you know, say you successfully defend against a knife and you get it away from the other person. But now what do you do with it? They're just going to take it away again if you don't know how to use it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's, Anything in your home can be used as a weapon. Anything can be used to defend against you. You know, if you like, you know, what's popular here in Berlin is to have open shelves in your kitchen. Mm. So let's say you've got open shelves in your kitchen and someone is in your home and you've got a bunch of like juice glasses, throw the glasses, you know, throw them. That's great. Just throw them right at the person, right in their face. doesn't matter. Use the dish soap. Squirt it at them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, everything can be used. You don't have to go running towards someone and whack them with something. That's not necessary. Just throwing things. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you can grab. Even a dish towel. And I don't mean like, you know, to twist it up and snap it, like, you know, in the boy's shower at gym or something. But... <laughs> Um, just throwing that in someone's face. Those do hurt if you do them right. Those do hurt, but it also takes a second to, to like <laughs> wrap them up like that. But you can still throw that in somebody's face and, you know, so they're blinded for two seconds. But in those two seconds, you know exactly where that back door is. Now that is actually something that I'm curious about is would you recommend hiding or running first? Well, well, I always recommend running first. If you can yeah. escape, escape. If you can. If not, hiding can be good also. you know. And again, you're going to know better than anybody else where those good hiding spots are. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of hiding because it can feel, um, can make you feel vulnerable, but right. it's also very useful. You know, it's I mean, not, if you have to, is what you're saying. If you have to, yeah. I mean, if I right. had to hide, I would hide. Right. You know, hiding can can be useful also in the sense that it gives you a second to plot out a next strategy. You know, okay, if this person finds me, how do I defend myself from here? What can I do? If I'm hiding in a closet, oh, there's hangers. I can use those. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's high-heeled shoes. I can use those. Those are very handy weapons. Unless they're platforms, which no, but well, they could be, I guess, if you just whack someone hard enough, but nonetheless, it's, you've got stuff in a closet that you can use to defend yourself if you need to. You've got time to think about, okay, you know, it sounds like they're in the living room. So I know in the living room, you can't see people who pass from this bedroom to the front door Mm. because I know where the blind spots are because I live here. Right. So this, I'm just waiting for them to get to this one spot. Sounds like they're over there. Now I can run out the front door. Mm-hmm. So 
I said I'm not a big fan of hiding, but actually now I've talked myself into it. So <laughs> hiding can be great to give yourself a little extra time. Or if the entrance is or the exit is blocked, of course, in some way, then you don't have a choice. But while you are hiding, you do have a moment to think, okay, where are they? I know this layout better than anybody. This is a stranger in my home. They do not know where things are. I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking, um, you know, I've never been in this situation, but I think when you've seen movies or listened to, I don't know, a lot of true crime podcasts, there's this idea that you would call the police immediately. And we've talked about this before, like the same thing with um, using these uh, panic alarms or things like that. Like, I wonder if, I don't know, this idea of calling 911 or 112 is going to actually help you. Yeah, well, you know, it'll help you if you're white. (laughs) Seriously, you know, it'll help you if you have no prior arrests, if the police don't already know you as a sex worker, for example. Um, That's who the police are for. And in every predominantly white, predominantly white country is not even a correct thing to say. But um every country that sees itself as predominantly white, like America, for example, the United States. So yeah, the police might not be the best people to call because they might not help you, you know, or they might take a really long time. Like when I was attacked, it took the cops 45 minutes to show up. That's a really long time. You know, there was no hope of catching that guy. I was going to say that's not helpful. No, not at all. It was like, (laughs) why did you even come now? I mean, you here for coffee? What? <laughs> so that's not how I was feeling at all. Nonetheless, it, um, yeah, and it can take them a bit. It is good to call the police because it is good to have, to make those records. You know, I, the alarms that people use will alert the police, you know, the apps, or I just saw bracelets that people have, um, recently. So yeah, they can also alert the police or alert someone close to you that you find that you feel is safe, um, who may be able to come and help. But again, it can take time. When it's in your home, you you really do have the advantage. And and again, I think people forget that because it does feel so invasive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a home invasion. So <laughs> that's why they call it that. It's a, but you, you literally, you know where everything is Mm -hmm. and all the ins and outs. And again, I would, you know, I always caution against using weapons, you know, in close contact if you don't know how to use it. Um, but like I said, you can always throw stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, use whatever you've got because everything can be a weapon or everything can help buy you the 30 seconds you need to get out the door. Right. Yeah. And I mean, of course, this is one of those questions where it's like every situation is so different. And if you had kids in the house or, you know, things could be, uh, there's so many variables and like how something mm-hmm. can happen and even what the person wants, you know, if it's just a, like a common robber or something, or is it actually right. a sexual attack or, or some, you know, maybe someone, you know, you know, maybe it's a stalker. So it really is going to depend on the situation, but, um, you know, again, like a lot of the scenarios, like it's about, you know, reading, reading the room, kind of reading the situation and also having some um, foresight into what your strengths are. 
yeah, in a situation. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I think obviously if somebody's there to rob you, then you know, just give them the stuff and let them go, you know, just get out. Just get them out. That's the main goal. Either they get out or you get out. Somebody's gotta go. And it doesn't really matter who goes first. Right. What matters is your safety, you know. And yeah, if you have kids, then maybe you need to get all of you out. Right. And maybe that's really the safest path. And in our level three, when we learn about knives, defending against a knife, how to use a knife, we also learn we this is what this level is for, actually. So if you remember in an earlier episode, I was saying in our in our level two classes, we start a story. You know, you're a woman, a single woman. You go out on a Friday night to a nightclub or a bar. You have a great time. You take the subway home and you walk to your front door. And then we discuss all the things that can go wrong along the way. Our third level takes continues the story, basically. You know, so on your Friday night out, you met somebody, you go out on a date. You have a great time. You invite them back. You invite them in. You decide to invite them to stay the night. You have sex. You wake up in the morning. You have coffee. All good. And then we look at all the things that can go wrong along the way. So including someone in your home that you don't want to have in your home, whether it's a pushy delivery guy or it's someone you invited and then you realize that you didn't want them in your home. Right. And they're, they don't want to leave. Or it's someone who's crawled in through the window because they want to steal your laptop. Whatever it is, we go through all of those scenarios and use different items um, to to defend ourselves. So we have a like a in one of our classes, we practice throwing mm. to make sure that when we're throwing items, we're actually throwing with I don't care about aim, but to throw with a certain amount of force. Throwing overhand isn't as forceful, so we just want to change the throw a little bit. Um, how to use dish towels. In that more defensive way, not in the snappy <laughs> YMCA way, but um, yeah, you know, all of those things, including to when you get pinned or, you know, if you are in bed with someone and then you decide, yeah, you know what, I don't want to have sex in the end. And they ignore that. Right. You know, how do you deal with that? Right. I don't look at it so much as preparation because I don't want to walk through life expecting these things to happen. Um but I want to explore what tools I have, learn how to use them, and know that I can rely on them if right. I find myself in a situation. Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program created by a 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor, Susie Collin, based in Berlin, Germany. You can learn more about Susie and the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense program at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com.